Hey! You! You have no idea how happy I am that you're listening right now. Today we're talking corn dogs. Should they have Cheerios in them, or should that be illegal? Probably illegal. Daft Punk, how dare they break up on us. And last of all, WandaVision. We're diving into our take on the season, and we've got some hot predictions for what we're going to see in the finale this week. Stay with us. Welcome to Opinions That No One Asked For, or Otnof. My name is McKay. And I'm Jordan. And this is a show where two guys sit down and give their opinions on basically anything from drastically improved studio recording circumstances <laughs> <laughs> to uh, public bathrooms to uh, frozen corn dogs. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Go ahead, get started. About corn dogs. <laughs> I met a dude okay. and we became friends. And he's in this, like, entrepreneurship class. And he, his idea, they have to make, like, 10 grand by the end of the semester. Oh, what? And so his business that he's starting up is a corn dog business. Interesting. (laughs) Wait, that's, like, that's kind of baffling for a class like that. Anyways. Yeah. Corn dog business. It's pretty big. I don't know if they're like expecting them to succeed, like, but it's like, it, the but goal it's like the goal. For this yeah. Okay. I was gonna say because sure. I think they like if they have a high success it. rate in that class, like I'll take that class. That'll double my annual income. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he is like I'm, I want to do corn dogs. Like I've been thinking about it for like weeks. Interesting. And I was like, of all the what you got, like tell me what tell me what you're yeah. thinking. And then we talked for like an hour, hour and a half about different ideas and like uniforms, color combos corn dog flavors how to make it unique how to appeal to the market here like we like went all through it i was like this is mm-hmm. sweet and um he he did a corn dog night okay the other day he's like come on by i'm having like some people over to try corn dogs like a new recipe of corn dog or something yeah i'm just like just so, see how people would react to it and stuff and he, he's trying different stuff so he he made jalapeno corn dogs interesting which sound amazing i couldn't eat any of them because they were infested with gluten you you were the visual critic yes exactly i brought a friend along and they ate for me so he did jalapeno and then he did honey nut cheerio Mm. corn dogs which actually sound like way good and they were interesting they were a hit like in the bread of the dog in the the batter okay okay so he gets the dog dips it in the batter yeah fries it Okay, I gotta be honest, the only one of those that I would want to eat is a jalapeno. Sounds way good. You don't think the honey nut Cheerio one sounds I good? I mean, kind of. I My thought, okay, so I feel like this is my entrepreneurial idea <laughs> at Jordan's friend. You can steal this and make <laughs> it for me because I'm not going to pursue it. I think, like, the key to the good corn dog is, like, 30% the batter and, like, 70% the dog. And the so, dog itself. Yeah. There's this... And 10% the joke on the stick. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, did I even add up to 100%? Who knows? There, so there's a kolache place nearby. They sell this... It's not technically a kolache. It's just a really good jalapeno cheddar, uh, like, brat. Oh, like okay. like yeah, in like, like in like the kolache breading, and so like mm. the brat is like delicious. There's like melted cheese inside with like warm jalapenos inside, and it's like so delicious. And then the breading just adds a little bit of like a crisp to the outside. That would be a good corn dog, just like a really good like sausage in the middle. I don't know. All right, Cameron. Yeah. We're getting some good feedback here. Can we get a listen <laughs> to the podcast if you want to make it big? He sorry. actually, I think he, sorry, okay. he started okay. listening to it. So, uh, in my case, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we walked into Jordan. This. Okay, so 
As I briefly mentioned earlier, we rented <laughs> school studio space today to try out a different uh, setup for the recording. And Jordan is checking out girls in the library <laughs> as we record. <laughs> Which is, like, not an easy feat. You have to look through, like, four windows and, like... I saw her earlier. <laughs> She's, like, 80 she yards away. <laughs> she got my eye. It's fine. She it's has fine. nice hair. <laughs> All right. All right. Girl, if you're listening, <laughs> Jordan thinks you have nice hair. <laughs> okay, won't let me talk to you because we have to record this podcast. <laughs> I, I rule with an iron fist here at the Adeno Podcast. <laughs> How was your week? Um, the week was good. Um... Last night was my friend Sydney. Shout out Sydney. Um, it was her birthday, and we did a surprise party, and her sister rented out a movie theater, and we, Whoa. like, shipped in. What did you watch? Pride and Prejudice. Okay. That's movie. It, was, Kira, it, was my, it was my first time Kira Knightley, it. Pride yeah. and Prejudice? Ooh, that's a yeah. good one. Not the nine-hour BBC Pride and Prejudice. No. Those are the two kind of competing Pride and Prejudices out there. Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice I. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty good. It's a good movie. I Have liked you seen it. it? Yeah, several times. Yeah, it's like one of my mom's favorites. She like goes back between like The Notebook and Pride and Prejudice. Oh, like, okay. But um, maybe Kieran Knightley's best work. Perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, Prize to the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> the Caribbean. But, um, yeah, it was good. The thing I think I liked uh, Mr. Darcy. I thought his character. He's way good in that movie. Arc was like really good because I was like, oh, he's just a dumb. Well, and the actor in that version of it like pulls it off really well. Sometimes it's pretty like one note with Mr. Darcy, kind of like I'm evil. How many I'm versions not evil. are there? There's a lot. Really? I mean, it's it's Jane Austen. It's one of the most famous oh, like, British I mean, okay. pieces of literature. But that guy does a really good job of kind of pulling a convincing emotional yeah, arc like, throughout oh, the movie. I like this guy. It was cool. Um, and then the zooms. The zooms in the movie. Okay. I thought were hilarious. Interesting. Like, I have seen it for a little while. I, I don't like, I'm not... Remember. I like zooms in movies a lot. Like that's like an old technique, but whenever they do it, I think uh-huh. it's just like awesome. I think it's yeah. funny or like just cool. It just makes me happy. I don't know why. <laughs> right. But they use it in the movie to like accentuate surprising or like weird emotions. Uh-huh. I just thought it was hilarious. So I was like laughing. I gotta rewatch it specifically for the zooms. Watch the watch the zooms in Pride and Pride and Prejudice. I, I was a big fan of that. But um Daft Punk yeah, separated. Brutal. After we week, after we mentioned them last week, I think we cursed them. Right. right? Every time we mention yeah, a band on the podcast, it. they're gonna break up that <laughs> week. Man, brutal. I mean, I can't say like, like Daft Punk. They're kind of like Coldplay in my life. Where like I always respect them and like their music, but I can't say I'm like keeping super close tabs on them. And I'm not yeah. like counting down days till a new music release or something. But like yeah, when yeah. when I see a headline that's like, oh, they release music, I'm like, oh, sick. Like I'm gonna listen to this today for you know? sure. And like whenever you think of like good. Solid music groups, Daft Punk is just up there. Same with Coldplay, you know. Totally, totally. I didn't yeah. realize that they were they've been together so long. I know, like like early nineties, mm-hmm. and it's I like was 91. I did a lot of Wikipedia ing of them this week just because they're top of mind, and they didn't even bring in the helmets till like the late nineties. Yeah, like they they did masks I think for a while, and then they in some things they would have like editors blur their faces in like photo mm. shoots and stuff but they didn't bring in the helmet helmets until like 1990 I want to say like 1997 or 98 mm-hmm. yeah so it's crazy the helmets are so sick I know the more I look at them the more I'm like man I, I wish that I had had this idea <laughs> <laughs> I remember let's see when I was like a kid when I got into them I was like trying to figure out how they made the helmets and, like how I could make my own <laughs> right right <laughs> And it was... They're so cool. Couldn't figure it out. And, and like, they... I was just reading through, like, some of their cameos they've had over the years. Mm. And they'd have a couple... They've had several, like, animated cameos. Yeah. And it's sick because they've had a couple cameos in, like, 
these like sci-fi like anime movies and TV shows and yeah. they just fit in like you just if you didn't know who they were you wouldn't guess kind of the same with their cameo in Tron like yeah. if you didn't know totally. who they were beforehand you wouldn't look at them and be like oh For this sure. is a celebrity cameo they just look like robots mm-hmm. in the movie yeah they're Tron, so, Tron is so good too so for them yeah Tron Legacy it's really good. I yeah, it's a really good movie. It's, it, that movie has aged well for me. I just think it's gotten better, and the soundtrack I understand is just it untoppable. Better now. It's yeah. like I was stoked for it to come out and then release, and I was like, I was like, I, like it was really yeah, cool. Fine. Like yeah. visually, it was really cool. But then we watched it again. I think you and I watched it like our freshman year. Okay. But anyways, we like watched it as I got older. I'm like, dang, this is really really it's good. Like, it's a fun movie to watch. It's super good. And yeah, the staff Underrated. Daft Punk underneath the whole movie is so good. They're they're without fail my favorite like homework studying uh, soundtrack to listen mm. to. Tron soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I can't do words while I'm doing homework. But like the Tron soundtrack, you get a good balance of some like slower music, and then some of them, it's like like yeah, Derez, yeah. so good. So I'm like Derez. slamming my homework so hard. It's just like, <laughs> it's I so just found the they have a music video for Derez. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it with the jousting? <laughs> yeah, wait a sec. It's I just found forever, that this week too. Yeah, yeah, it's like Tron, but then halfway through the music video, you realize they're not riding motorcycles; they're riding like light horses. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it's sick. Anyways. Shout out. Daft Punk. R.I.P. Daft Punk. What are some other soundtracks you like to listen to while studying? I I don't know. I don't do... If I'm usually listening to something, I usually just end up not doing my homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Interstellar is up there. Totally. I mean... The Cornfield Chase. I don't know. Maybe I just put on like Shuffle. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, Interstellar is up there. I... It, it it can't I don't know it's a hard balance for me I lately I found this it's a YouTube video that is streaming live 24 hours a day at all times and then I found out just this Lo-fi week that hip-hop that's exactly YouTube. what it is yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say you probably know it's like always on my suggestion I just found out that they have a Spotify playlist for it too so I don't have to do it on YouTube anymore. oh okay but it's a Spotify playlist that has like 2500 songs in it Mm-hmm. it's super nice that's probably my new favorite yeah. especially because like half of the songs have like a quiet rain behind them too mm-hmm. it's way sick so yeah lo-fi but it's the 90s but it's also raining outside yeah, yeah but you're yeah. also in your car <laughs> like, well, and, like they, so like there's like youtube videos like this and the songs all blend together so like it just mm-hmm. doesn't matter it's not like i'm it, it's enough to be entertaining but it's also i usually just do it when my wife is on a zoom call and it's too loud for me to focus and yeah, i just put yeah. on because it it makes my headphones like almost noise canceling because there's just nice a little like white noise playing in the background. Yeah. Anyways, how was your week? I mean, about the same as the other thousand <laughs> last thousand weeks. I did homework. I did some non-homework. I, I so I've been so there's these podcasters, the McElroy brothers. Yes. They. You told you I've them. told you about them many times. There's some of the biggest podcasters out there. They have like. I think between the three brothers, their wives and their dad, they run like eight different podcasts. Anyways, they have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that they started probably about six years into their main podcast. So like three or four years ago. How long have they been going? So they started their first podcast in 2009. (laughs) So they're like OG. They've been been going forever. They they just did their 500th episode like earlier this year. So, But this Dungeons and Dragons podcast... I so here's my thing, Dungeons and Dragons for my whole life. I can't say I even really knew knew what it was. Yeah. Until like Stranger Things. Well, uh, probably a little bit before Stranger Things. Probably like college, just in general. I kind of yeah, got the hang yeah. of it, but oh, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of always just been synonymous with like super nerds for me. You know. Totally. I don't know. What have you? What's your experience with Dungeons and Dragons? Same. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I I think it kind <laughs> of had its heyday in like 
the 90s, I want to say, maybe even older 80s, than that. 80s, maybe, 80s. I guess that's true. Stranger Things makes I've seen about Stranger Things, you know. But that's true, yeah. Yeah, I had I had roommates that were, like, way about it. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, and this is totally speculative, it feels like it was kind of what, like, the big RPG gamers, kind of like World of Warcraft, RuneScape oh, kind of okay. guys, did before those kind of video games. Hmm, not, not like first-person shooter video gamers, but like the role-playing games. I feel like those yeah. are kind of what people did before video games. It was um, Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. But I kind of always just steered away from it because I was like, oh, that's way beyond my level of nerdiness. Yeah. I don't know. My roommates would play every Sunday night. Interesting. And I would like, I went, I was like, Juan Jordan, you got to play, you got to play. I'm like, I'll play, I'll play. Did you week. play? Like, so I, I like went, I'm like, hey, like the Sunday's a Sunday. Like I'm going to play with you guys. Like, okay. And so I go and like, okay, you have to set up your character. Yeah, and it took me the whole time to set up my character. Right. It's a, it's it was a insane. I'm like, oh. And so I never like got around to playing. Because it's, I've it's never pretty even, intense. I've never even like watched someone play it. I've never even seen it in real life. But, yeah, but for the, so for this podcast, I, I feel like it's a game well tailored for podcasting. Because mm-hmm. it's essentially just improvised storytelling, right? Especially yeah. if you have a good... Um, dungeon master who like can create a good story um but yeah it, the podcast is interesting because like one these guys are so funny like they're the funniest people i've ever heard for sure i would exhort anyone to find their podcast they are explicit so i would steer away from them for, for profanity's sake but but like it's made me more interested in dungeons and dragons because mm-hmm. it's just like and i understand why you had a hard time doing it in one day because like these podcasts like it's a full episode of the podcast which is an hour and a half just setting up their characters and then it's those insane. characters last for like a whole season, which is like thirty episodes. So it's oh, like, whoa, what? Yeah, it's it's like you're you're going on like this huge like Lord of the Rings scale adventure, but huh. like you have to like navigate every single decision of that adventure. Like, are you gonna get on this carriage? Are you gonna fight this guy and steal his money so that you can afford to buy a new weapon in the next town? Like, yeah, it's like a really extravagant role playing video game, thinking like Zelda or something like that. But you, it's a words. tabletop game. Yeah, you just roll <laughs> dice for every decision, and I don't know. It seems it's interesting. So it's like So you want to play is what you're saying. Maybe, but I'm also still kind of <laughs> worried about being too nerdy. Which is dumb because I'm like a in my mid twenties, I'm married. I don't know what social circles I'm worried about thinking of me as a nerd. And I just don't I don't know anyone that does it. Like I don't have any friends actually. People. I mean if you're not doing it and if my wife isn't doing it, I don't know anyone who's doing it. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm sure we can find something. There's a nofer out there that's interested in doing it and isn't like intimidatingly nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Would be understanding. I don't know what that means. I'm being really biased and bigoted (laughs) right now. Reach out. Are you caught up on WandaVision? Yes. All right. Thanks for listening to the Out Enough podcast. It's been great chatting with you guys. That's a wrap. Um, So you've watched this week's episode, right? Yes. (laughs) I love this. This is interviewing at its finest. (laughs) What are your thoughts thus far? I know you were kind of a late uh, adopter, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're asking the wrong questions, bro. (laughs) You're just going to... Well, it's not supposed to be an interview. You're my host. <laughs> Man, I have the best job in the I world. I said, what are your thoughts? And he said, yes. 
Yes, I was. I was late to the party. Yeah. What are your thoughts, like, holistically about the whole series? I like it. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's... Okay, so I was, like, late to the party on watching it. Right. Which... which, Do you have Disney Plus? I didn't ever think about that. Yes, I do. Um, So you don't have that excuse. my family does. Yeah, 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 same. Um, (laughs) I don't don't pay for it. (laughs) But, um... I like that they kind of roll it out weekly, so you have something to look forward to, something to do. Yeah. I also kind of like having it readily available. Because you watched the first, what, six, seven episodes, like... In a couple days. Yeah, almost binge-like. Yeah, just because, I mean, I finally had, like, an opening of time. Well, and honestly, I was kind of jealous of you being able to do that because the episodes are short. Like, I feel like I'm pretty accustomed to, like, hour-long episodes of TV. Yeah. And so doing 23 minutes or whatever they are, like, every time an episode ended, I was like, ugh. I want to keep watching. So being able to watch them all in pretty quick succession seems pretty nice. So yeah, it was nice because I like. I mean, I'm I'm like patient and I can wait, but I also like to be able to watch it when I want. True. To watch it. Right. Um. So if I don't only know. they had come up with some sort of way that you could watch TV. Right. On your own time. It's crazy. Um. I like the old, like in the in the first half, like the beginning Adopt, of it. Yeah. Adapting. Like at, at this point that we're at now, it's like changed a lot. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna spoil a lot here, listeners. Spoiler so. spoiler alerts. Yeah. Ahead. Prepare yourself. Um, I like like the old time television stuff. I also like Nuketown vibe. Like I don't know, cause I I felt like the beginning, you can tell that something was off. Yeah, yeah, and like even from the trailer, like we knew that like things were gonna get twisted. Yeah. It wasn't gonna be a shot for shot like straight up adaptation of old sitcoms. Like obviously they're gonna yeah. dive into something. So like I like. 50s 60s era and like like the Newtown, like everything's perfect but there's something ominous mm-hmm. something weird going indiana on. jones 4 yes or and like Newtown, like call of duty <laughs> black ops yeah i know a lot about that gilbert where where mckay is from reminds me of Newtown like so much just because it's a suburb where all the houses like, are the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like well, the suburb is like so nice organized clean and like it just seems so pleasant when mm. you look outside and there's just nothing but desert and mountains far yeah, off into the distance. I get that. It's kind of eerie, but it's cool. Great place. <laughs> um yeah, I just like that like something was off and I like that eeriness, but also the incorporation of old well, and it was, time things. Yeah, it was fun to because I grew up watching similar to Wanda in her childhood, turns out, based on the, <laughs> yesterday's episode. Um, watching like old American sitcoms on DVD. Like I was in South America, so we didn't have cable mm. besides Nickelodeon. So I watched a lot of SpongeBob. But like <laughs> that explains also, so much. But we also had I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke Show, Bewitched, Brady Bunch. We watched all those on DVD. We had the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid. Oh really? <laughs> Probably for the better. Which is <laughs> much raunchier than I Love Lucy. But yeah, I watched all those shows and so like I think a lot of people I've heard critics and people online got pretty irritated with the first three episodes of the show because mm, they especially the slow. yeah especially the first two i think there's it's basically like a full episode of like i love lucy or leave it to beaver mm. with like maybe like a couple 30 second spots where they kind of tease what's to come yeah um but i like really dug it because i don't know it was fun to me to watch like a contemporary tv studio trying to write the beat for beat like com- comedic style of dick van dyke totally. or lucille ball or leave it to beaver like because like, they they matched like the shooting like two cam format of the of the sitcom setup they matched like the 
crown molding and like banisters of the houses i don't know i thought it was so cool the editing too i really liked a yeah. lot of how it was choppy like the magic right stuff. yeah that was nice yeah or like when she like levitates something you can tell it's like hanging from fishing line uh-huh. or whatever like it's really corny but then to watch it Love come it. into the later episodes and they do the same kind of mimicry adaptation of like malcolm in the middle mm-hmm. with al- an almost identical like intro theme song yeah, uh, yeah life yeah, yeah, is yeah. unfair whatever <laughs> um like that was really cool to see kind of the range of like how well they were able to match the kids talking straight into the camera while walking For backwards sure. and eating a snack the and camera like, movement too yeah yeah the motion graphics i don't know it was way fun it's sick yeah no i like that a lot i think like from a production standpoint it was so cool to yeah yeah like, wow they're really like able just to mimic people which is kind of what hollywood does a lot but like <laughs> but like intentionally overtly Inten- this time yeah, yeah. yeah this time it's I not like that yeah. I like that they um it was intentional and like it's comical because of that yeah but then at the same time to have this super compelling storyline of wanda and vision and her grieving vision's loss and kind of i mean initially the first half of the season you're trying to figure out what's going on at all because you know something's Mm -hmm. not right with this like why is it changing time periods whatever the second half of the season you're trying to figure out like the details of it agatha comes out as more of an antagonist yeah i I really like the really discovering it slowly along and like you said a lot of people are frustrated that it was so slow but I love that because it set up an eeriness because it's like, oh, everything's so pleasant. Yeah, that's what calm. TV was. And then it's like, oh, like something's back off. I feel like we're used to Stranger Things where, like, if there's any question or, or something that's not answered, you can just binge the rest of the season and find mm-hmm. out. People were so, like, bored because they had to wait a week to find out what was happening. Although not to brag or anything but i did predict that wanda was projecting the entire city out of her grief for the loss of vision from the first episode so i know whatever i'll show you the video of me recording my prediction if if i have to but yeah it's i don't know i think honestly i've been like really digging the show so far but after this week's episode which is the penultimate episode next week is the season finale so we don't have the full picture yet what, what did you say? what was the word penultimate penultimate haven't you read the 12th uh, series of unfortunate events book the, pen- the penultimate peril that's where i learned that word i was in like fourth right. grade whatever like every episode i learn a new word yeah but, yeah yeah we'll make it a second english majors penultimate. Right? <laughs> um <laughs> yeah they suck <laughs> nerds um but after this week's episode i think it has established it for me as potentially the best installment in the marvel cinematic universe for me i think i have enjoyed this more than any other part of the mcu why well i i think well for one it is their first like tv show i guess technically like they had the quote-unquote defenders tv shows on mc which is like luke cage okay that's true agents of shield and also luke cage daredevil jessica jones and iron fist they had those four tv shows i don't know if they're if those are technically incorporated in mcu but i don't think they're non-canonical either yeah i think they're like canonical but they're not important enough for them to put them into canonical canonical do you want me to teach you that word too jeez i think i immediately understand yeah, i was gonna say context. i think you know that one <laughs> <laughs> that's true though agents of shield and i guess there's a couple other ones i didn't uh, watch that show okay I, didn't look I, did, I watched the first season and it was boring to me but that yeah. was also back in the neanderthal days where you had to you had to dvr the episodes and watch them when you get home from school Ugh. um yeah please do not the pioneer days <laughs> they would scrape up their their wheat grain and cook it in their little pots and they'd sit down and watch their dvr episodes before they get back in their hand carts 
rough times, rough times. But yeah, it is, I think, the first, at least the most significant MCU TV show. I'm kind of covering, like, one of the main superheroes. Well, that's caught on, too. Yeah, yeah. And it's the first MCU Disney Plus TV show. But I I think that, like, the emotional range of writing, especially in this last episode where we got to dive into Wanda's backstory a little bit more. There there are things that we knew had happened, but we'd never seen, which is the death of her parents and the bombing or her grieving um, the death of Pietro or uh, what was the other scene they showed? Oh, her joining Hydra after her parents mm-hmm. died. I, I feel like the writing and the acting by Elizabeth Olsen in conjunction made that like a, a deeper emotional depth than I think I've ever felt in a Marvel movie. Like I, I felt emotional, like the death of Iron Man or. Yeah, that, you know, I was about to say like, wait, but I, moment. but I think, I don't know. I don't want to say it's easy, but I think as like a screenwriter writing a death of a character that's been beloved for like 10 movies it's it's almost like an easy like punch in sad scene not that it was easy and they did it well you know but but i think it's harder for a screenwriter to make me feel that deep of an emotion watching like elizabeth olsen watch malcolm in the middle in her bedroom alone you know Mm. like it, it's hard it, it takes a lot more skill for them to make me feel emotion watching that than watching someone i've loved for seven movies die right. which i again i think they did that well with iron man and i loved that movie's yeah. amazing but I, I i cried in that moment yeah it was way good and like yeah just him and pepper Potts. i don't know I so don't good. I, have i shared the story yet no that moment i don't think so because so tyson my brother and i we went and saw the midnight showing of endgame, endgame. You went at midnight. I think they released it at it 7 p.m. Oh, maybe. Because I, I think I did because I ended up going with my brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you gave it to us. Okay. Yeah, because I bought midnight tickets. I got them like two months early uh-huh. when they first released yeah. them or whatever. And then, so yeah, you gave, thank you for the tickets. Again. <laughs> Welcome. Two years um, later. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyson and I went. And in that moment when Iron Man dies... Because we're, we're surrounded by a bunch of, like, crazy fans. Right, right. I mean, and yeah. And they're, like, they're just dead silent. And you just hear sniffs, like, oh, man. going on. And I was, like, I was doing fine. And I heard the sniffs. I'm, like, man, this is pretty sad. <laughs> and then, like, my whole childhood, like, flashy for my eyes. Like, oh, oh my gosh. And, like, a tear, like. <laughs> Were you dying? <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, a tear, like, came down. And my brother looked at me. He's, like, he just, like, started laughing. And I'm, like, bro, saw like, this is sad. He's, yeah. Like, You're weak. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was super funny i think just like the the atmosphere really got me yeah and it's i like similar to like right harry potter at the end of it like, yeah yeah man and it, you know it's the end of like it's been like 10 years yeah like the end of an era but like with wandavision i think it's a different emotional depth and it was it was interesting that they were able to do it and like honestly throughout the show i didn't really feel too much right it was more like, like excitement and like yeah i was yeah. just more excited to like see what was going to happen right right and figure things intrigue. out intrigue but then with this episode, it's like 20 minutes and you're like better able to get her story and like feel for her. I thought it was cool just like going through the history of it. I love it when they go back and like, I know you, the backstories are so interesting, but yeah. like, oh, this is so sick. Um, but one thing, okay. Two things. Sure. Pietro. I like love how they rebranded him. I love the, yeah, from, the like, Pietro the, from the X-Men movies. The first, was the X-Men first class. Yeah. 
that like the scene where he like like the elevator when he like runs around like in the x-men movie yeah yeah, yeah. that was like one of my favorite or when they're fighting in like the kitchen and then he like basically freezes time and runs around like moving the bullets out of the way yeah 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 Yeah. those are like some of my favorite moments in marvel yeah he's just fun and i hope that i hope that the end of wandavision won't be the end of that version of pietro because he's like really funny and interesting whereas the original pietro was like i don't know he was fine he wasn't like funny Mm -hmm. though and so yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see like how they like around. do they rebrand him like yeah they, yeah so like i don't know i'm just kind of making fun of them recast too. or whatever yeah so i don't know i thought that was really funny yeah but the pronunciation drives me insane every time i hear his name pietro because i understand like she's from sarkovia yes sarkovia yeah is that a real place it is a real no, place it's not it's not no the whole country gets destroyed in age of ultron they wouldn't do that to a real country remember yeah. it, remember he picked it up and drops it that's when Pietro dies. You don't remember that? I can't remember. Age of Ultron so is like the least uh, memorable right? Avengers movie. It's so weird to me. I but I went back this last summer. We watched all of the Marvel movies. I skipped a couple because I was they seemed boring, like Thor: Dark World. But <laughs> yeah, Age of Ultron. It's like underrated. I liked it more than really? I think it gets credit for it. But it's I fun. liked it, but like I can't remember anything. It's from fun it. as like a long episode of like a marvel tv show yeah if you think of it that way because it's it's really interesting because it gives you more backstory about like you get some infinity stone teases and you get the creation of vision i don't know it's like a lot of cool stuff like, like that yeah. but it's not like the avengers movie or endgame where it's like standalone incredible movie so for sure anyways one thing that we, you and i talked prior to recording was the Privately. the infinity stone the mind the stone hydra yeah the hydra compound. like facility <laughs> they're having her do the catwalk because that's because you and i were stone. both we both thought that that's where she got her powers well so i assumed that her powers came from the reality stone which is the red one mm. okay you know I what follow, i'm talking about i follow i don't know i think that's red one of oh, the red stone yes the red roll <laughs> right isn't that the reality stone isn't the red one isn't that the one that likes that um scarlett johansson dies for black widow i'm pretty sure gets thrust no that's the soul stone soul stone oh my gosh there's too many i can't keep track <laughs> so many stones and i am like are there six of them five there's, got so there's six because there's one on each finger and then one in the middle i don't know man <laughs> anyways i thought her power came from the red one <laughs> but that was the yellow one that ends up being in vision's forehead right so that becomes his little uzi vert diamond so yeah i don't know because this episode has cast into doubt like they've posed as a question where do her powers come from yeah because she's like you use chaos power you're the scarlet witch me that's what she says at the end of the episode lame at the end it was kind of yeah it was kind of a like expositional remark that is kind of seems kind of lazy to me sometimes we already know her name yeah (laughs) they've been calling her that in the subtitles all this time (laughs) when it's always lame to me when there was like a big question posed i guess it was this is kind of what it was like last week when they did the whole agatha all along song at the Mm -hmm. end of the episode it was kind of like you didn't have to like make a song about it i don't know it seemed like too overt to me it's like a little bit less fun when like you could have just had it to be this big reveal where she walks downstairs and Agatha's like evil and we're like oh my gosh is she the main villain oh thank goodness they wrote a three minute song about it <laughs> like when it's too overt it exposition it was fine and it was yeah. fun because it kind of fit the sitcom but yeah sometimes I want them to be a little more subtle with the, the big reveals but oh my gosh you are the Scarlet Witch <laughs> ah <laughs> it's like okay stop choking those seven year olds <laughs> <laughs> But it was fitting in context with the whole show, what they're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of cheesy. Now, she also like, doesn't really strike me as a bad guy. Agatha? Like, just her, like, when I look at her, I'm like, 
you don't seem I just see her as the the girl from Two Broke Girls right yeah which I haven't even watched I've just seen commercials for but she seemed funny yeah she just seems like a nice person I don't see her as a bad person yeah I mean as evil as evil from my understanding of the comics which I've never read a single Marvel comic I've just read Wikipedia pages about comics which is the way to go which is what most people do these days and it's free yeah (laughs) you can cover 100 comics in 5 minutes I think I think she'll probably stick around I kind of hope she does. She's she's interesting. The whole witch dynamic is interesting, which they haven't really had in the Did see before. Enjoy that like flashback. The Salem, like cool, cool, like old, yeah, old witch. I know. Stuff. I would be down to see more from like 17th century Salem. Would be cool. If they did. Like if Marvel did an you know, old time witch mm-hmm. scary a limited series or stuff. something yeah, like, from back then. It'd be kind of neat. And it would be cool to see like I don't know what superheroes were around in the 17th century. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, when like, the the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> the bomb part did she like stop the bomb supposedly oh also, yeah when she was a kid did like pietro have his super speed yeah like, i'm interested to know because like i don't know because i think he jumped i don't know i, I don't was i don't think he used speed well and that's the thing is i don't think she did use her powers to stop the bomb yeah because like um agatha was like oh you used the probability hex to see like whether or not it was going to go off and you knew you were safe and she's like no uh, that was the thing we were stuck in fear for two days because we didn't know if it was going to go off or not so i don't know interesting i hope they should give us more pietro's backstory maybe if new funnier pietro sticks around they'll give us a backstory were they born with it did they get it from hydra that's true yeah i wonder i think i think that that's something that they'll get into because they have posed as this question where her power comes from yeah like i hope so i i would assume that they would at least to some degree address the fact that she got it from somewhere i don't know i always thought this was my assumption from the when her first appearance in whatever marvel movie it was when she made her appearance in the post-credit scene do you remember that no their first appearance was at a post-credit scene i want to say it was after one of the avengers movies like one of the main ones um they showed them they were in like cages in like a hydro facility mm. and she's like floating stuff around and I do remember Pietro's that. running in circles and they're like oh it's the Maximoff twins they're <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I don't know anyways <laughs> but like my assumption all that time was that Hydra had like seen that they had some sort of abilities and then had like tested on them and used the infinity stone to like give her powers in their testing yeah but we now know that that's not true because she had it before she got to Hydra maybe or did she get it when she touched the stone? Or was she just chosen? Well, because they didn't show her u- like moving stuff as a child. They showed her trying, and nothing happened, really. Did they? Mm, I don't remember. And then she touched the stone. Maybe that's when she started her. But course. they also didn't see her touching the stone in the footage. That's true. It deleted the It was footage. like her own personal Yeah, vision. but I'm wondering if her touching that stone is when she got the vision. red floaty stuff. Yeah, I'm so confused. Anyways, I have so many questions. I'm I need answers now. I, yeah, I hope they touch on it, because it'd be, it'd be nice to know. Yeah. I mean, if they could explain that scenario, that'd be cool as well. I think they will because that's the stone that's in Vision's forehead. Right. And so if That's the like, stone that she has given sweet, sweet kisses to. <laughs> she loves the stone. <laughs> it's the stone she loves, not Vision. <laughs> but, okay, do you want to explain the post-credit scene? What she just told me before recording this, I didn't know that there yes, was Yes, so one. Jordan had missed the post-credit scene. There are post-credit scenes in the last two episodes, episodes seven and eight. Because I just stopped looking because there wasn't... Yeah, any. and yeah, they didn't have them in the first half of the season, so maybe they did that on purpose to kind of throw people off from the ones to come. But So the end of episode eight, which is this week's episode, they show the... Um, they're not Hydra, the sword people, right? They're sword yeah yeah opposite the, of shield the evil tall white dude um tim howard 
probably. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. He, Dirk. along with his his cronies, has reconstructed vision in a way cooler um, baby blue, Whitey. like monochromatic. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sick. The color he scheme is so awesome. Sick. He's got a triangle on his head now, which it throw back to Iron Man three when he goes to the triangle. Very cool transition. <laughs> um, but oh, I didn't even get that connection. That I, d- nice. I didn't think about that until just now. I just think that's cool. I don't think it's a real I connection thought... other than the fact that it looks cool. So Swag. my prediction, here's my prediction. I have two predictions for the end of the season. One, which is what I hope will happen, but I think is slightly less likely, is that, so we've got Blue Vision, who I'm guessing is going to be evil, right? Because they Potentially. They, they programmed him to work for their needs. He's not going to have the personality of the old Vision because he doesn't have Jarvis plus Mind Stone personality, which was the original yeah. Vision, right? Powerful combination. Yeah. That's Age of Ultron. I don't know if you remember. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like all I remember from that movie. Yeah, I mean, that's all I have. And, and Pietro gets shot cool. a couple times. Yeah, that was also the first movie where um, Wanda and Pietro were like mm-hmm. a thing, and then Pietro dies. So it's the only movie where Pietro is a thing. Anyways, so my number one prediction is that ultimately somehow Blue Vision, who is Vision in his corporeal form, his physical vision, 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 not vision. That's nuclear. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> will somehow be combined with. Um, sitcom vision who is vision with his personality but he isn't like physically existent because he can't mm-hmm. leave like the Westview bubble yeah. I think that somehow in some sort of ending conflict Wanda will have to fight against evil baby blue vision with those sweet baby blue eyes of his and she'll end up merging him with personality vision and vision will come back in his full form without the mind stone on his forehead so he's not tied to the infinity stone mm. because the vision in the sitcom he has the mind stone but it's fictional it's projected yeah, by Wanda. Yeah. and the one out of it doesn't have it but he's powered by wanda's his juices the <laughs> wanda juice that's season two anyways that's what i hope will happen because i love i like vision a lot i like david bettany that's his name yeah uh, david paul bettany i was close paul bettany i like his acting as vision i think he's a fun character yeah, yeah and i think he's an interesting counterbalance to like the the testosterone um macho superheroes that are most of the avengers that are always go fight whatever mm. kill which is fine i love the avengers but i so like it's like a superman-esque he, yeah he's a calming presence he's more yeah. like analytical and thinking and he'll mm. fight every once in a while but his first instinct isn't to fight so i like him as a character so i hope he sticks around but I, what i think is more likely to happen which is prediction numero dos that's two for you gringos out there gringo means white people for you white people out there um we're learning so much today. <laughs> yeah this is vocab day i think that kind of the the story arc of the season more so in the last couple episodes is wanda grieving the loss of vision and they've like i mentioned i've really loved how well they've written kind of the emotional depth of her grieving and coming to terms with the fact that she's lost all the people that she's cared most about namely her parents and her brother and now vision what I'm assuming will happen is that she will ultimately have to fight um, baby, sweet, sweet baby blue vision. That's a, that's his full name, by the way. Yep, that's that's baby, on his birth baby, certificate. Sweet, sweet, sweet blue baby vision. blue vision. Mm, with the buns of steel. <laughs> um, literally, buns of vibranium. He's got. <laughs> <laughs> she will have to fight him, and she'll either have to kill evil vision, or have to come to terms with the fact that evil vision isn't her vision 
And either way, we'll we'll get this final scene. This is my prediction with her and fictional Vision. Where Vision saying, "You have to let me go, Wanda," with my really bad British Paul Bettany <laughs> accent. And she'll say, "No, I can't do this alone." And he'll say, "Yes, you can. I believe in you, Wanda." My accent is so bad. I don't know how to do British accent. And then, and then sitcom Vision will fade away, and she'll destroy a baby Blue Vision or something, and she'll that'll be kind of the closure for her, um, her grief and her loss and then she'll move on and or maybe she'll meet a new boyfriend i don't know maybe she'll kiss fake pietro i don't know (laughs) i don't know but those are my two predictions i think the more likely is that vision will truly be dead and that this will be her getting closure for their loss Mm -hmm. so what what does agatha what does she what role does she play in your predictions you know that's a good question because i have read some wikipedia pages about what happens in the comic storylines she eats the kids. She does, yeah. yeah. Like, was it you that told me that? No, it was someone. It was a uh, stormy at the party. Okay, yeah. So someone told me that she eats the kids. Another storyline I've heard is that shout the, out. yeah, <laughs> always a shout out. The villain of um, Ghost Rider. I don't remember his name. Have you seen Ghost Rider? Nicholas Cage. Like vaguely, I think I've only seen clips. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it's basically it's a Marvel superhero actually which yeah. i didn't even know when i saw the movie but it's nicholas cage when he gets angry he can turn into a flaming skeleton that rides motorcycles and which is can kill people yeah it's a cool concept nicholas cage <laughs> i don't know i've become disillusioned with his work over the years <laughs> i was talking to people about nicholas cage the other day as one does and apparently there's like a whole bunch of crazy fan nicholas cage because sure. he's like a cult icon yeah i mean he's point. been in a lot of good movies so in the comics the villain from the Ghost Rider movies who in the Ghost Rider movies is basically just like satan but he has a different name the devil yeah but he that he kind of plays the role of the devil he signs a deal to buy nicholas cage's soul and whatever he Tired. apparently becomes the main villain against wanda interesting and he ends up Wait, uh, is Nicholas Cage going to make an appearance? Oh, boy, do I hope so. He's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not the Declaration. <laughs> at some point, he breathes life into Wanda's kids, so they're no longer like this sitcom, fictional, projected version of mm-hmm. children, and they become real children with real powers. Real yeah, and then they probably inevitably get their own comic book series because every offshoot character in Marvel gets their own comic book series at some point. Tight. Anyways, that's what I read on Wikipedia. I don't know if I'll, I don't could know if they would do that. Life into Vision. That's true. That could be it. Prediction number three. But I I. I think that is probably the least likely of outcomes for him to like appear into the show. Like, oh, yeah. we're gonna bring back Ghost Rider. Yeah, and just for them to pull from like a franchise that they haven't really used before. Like, I if, I, if they were gonna do that, I would hope they would dive more into X Men before they dive into Ghost Rider of all franchises. Really? Yeah, I, I really like kind of I love X Men so much. Really? I I mean I'm I don't think like too much. I don't think they should. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with X Men, but I hope that some of those people make an appearance. Like. There's some there's some characters in the X Men series that wouldn't be as significant. Like bringing over Logan would be a big deal, and that that would be they'd have to be pretty careful about how they do that in order to not ruin it. Yeah. But there are other characters that I think are super interesting that they could totally bring over. Thank you for listening to Opinions That No One Asked For, or Otnof. Otnof is hosted by me, Jordan Sidrud, and McKay Menden, who also did the editing. Original music for this week was done by Tyson Sidrud. If you stuck around for this much of the episode and are still listening, you are now the sole heir to my family fortune.
money and um slaves <laughs> land and the stones from stock options the Marvel, infinity stones infinity stones yes yeah we'll see you next week